The Mile Rate, thanks to Australasia's best harness action at thetrots.com.au, where you can watch every race live and free on Trots Vision. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Mile Rate. We're going to have a look back at the big card at Geelong last night. It was Cup Night. Uh, and also go back to Friday night and relive that magic performance by the outstanding Mayor Ladies in Red and winning the second leg of the, the Mayor's Triple Crown. It was the Angelique uh, Classic pace. And um, what a performance it was to uh, to take her record to uh, quite an exquisite uh, 20 out of uh, 25 now for Ladies in Red. Rob Orber joins me this morning. He was at Geelong last night. How was your night there, Rob? Yeah, it was a terrific night. Well done to uh, John Dunn and uh, the team, uh, John Balestrino and the whole team at Geelong. They really put a lot of work into uh, ensuring that function room was fully uh, uh, filled with seats and there was a great atmosphere inside there. Uh, Darren Carroll uh, looked after the punters club. He did a great job and um, the, the outside uh, was fantastic. Plenty of excitement uh, with Emma Stewart and Mark Pitt continuing their dominance uh, over the weekend and of course the coverage from RSN and also Trot's Vision over the weekend. It was a great uh, weekend both at Melton Friday night and last night at Geelong. Had a few scratches as it turned out in the Geelong Cup. Better be the bomb came out and so did Crime Rider and then Seb's Choice uh, Rob was a late scratching. Yeah, look, there was a yeah a few scratchings there last night. Uh, for uh, obviously, there's been um, you know obviously you know with uh, with the floods and you know whether there's some issues with some of the horses last night. I'm not 100% certain. Um, but look, the cup itself was uh, well on paper. It looked like there wasn't going to be much fireworks uh, in the race, but it certainly uh, turned uh, electric halfway through the race. Yeah, MacDan had the barrier draw to suit, trained by Emma Stewart, driven by Mark Pitt. He was able to lead all the way, but was tested on a couple of occasions. Two metres west and Sonyador, four back the pegs, similar margin to Bulletproof Boy, four back in the running line and three metres will he go west, five back the pegs and last 20 metres off the front, but Mark Dan is travelling very, very well. Coming down with two furlongs, 400 metres to go, he leads by five and a half metres at the back of the field, will he go west as Gallup, third quarter 27.6, interest free in second place, a neck ahead of triple eight under pressure, Max Delight against the pegs, awaits the hurry to try to sponsor sprint lane, Torrid Saint held up, Bulletproof Boy wider, but Mark Dern's eight metres in front of interest free. Max Delight coming up the pegs, but Mark Dern's got a massive lead. Max Delight's flying when the race is over, but Danny's team dream comes true. Mark Dern wins the Geelong Cup all of the way, wins four metres, Max Delight, four and a half metres interest free, third, fourth placing Western Sonyador, a big run ahead of Triple Eight and Bulletproof Boy. They were followed back behind them by Torrid Saint. Cole Super, um, he's a perfect little racehorse. Um, you know, usually, whether he has a little burn, he usually settles through a good back to you, but he travelled strong after that, which was super for him. Mark Pitt winning driver there, and uh, and Mac Dan, he's, uh, he's taken a few country cups now. Robbie ran uh, fourth in a Hunter Cup, and uh, he's been a big-time player, and he had the barrier draw to suit. One asset he's got, and uh, and that's brilliant gate speed. Um, there, there's probably not that many horses at that top level that have got the sort of gate speed that Mac Dan has got, but the other attribute, he's a good stayer as well. Yeah, no doubt, Danny. Uh, he recorded a mile rate of 157.5 in winning the cup last night. It was a 73.4 lead time. Uh, Torrid Saint, Jack Law... Uh 
pretty much summed up the race. There wasn't much tempo, so uh, he chanced his arm and, um, you know, he took off three wide and really let down with a big sprint trying to catch Mac Dan napping. Uh, Mark Pitt was awake to it. They really clapped on the speed there in that uh, first quarter. It was uh, 28-9. Uh, they backed it off 30.2 and then uh, once again Mac Dan put the foot to the floor 27-6 and 27-6 home he really gave nothing a chance and he was on song last night he's a beautifully bred horse by Mac 3 had a better give it and uh, yeah he went on and won and um, yeah as uh, we heard from uh, from Luke in the call uh, Danny uh, Savitsanos who was there last night with his wife Joanna uh, they're locals or not far from uh, Geelong he always wanted to win the Geelong Pacing Cup as an owner and uh, he was uh, pretty excited about doing that last night which was great to see max delight hit the line really strongly from back on the pegs nice run he's going well uh, for david aiken and chris alford uh, interest free sat behind the leader had his chance in the straight but battled on really well probably the improved run last night was western sonyador which was uh, would have, i'm sure given steve o'donoghue and rebecca bartley uh, plenty to uh, smile about considering they've also had a pretty tough couple of weeks and um, yeah triple eight was fifth bulletproof boy tango tara torrid saint and then willie go west would galloped at the back of the field but now all honors to mac dan and uh, thoroughly deserved the win last night and that was a golden ticket into the Inns Dominion as well. I'm sure his uh, place there would have been pretty safe uh, any, anyway, Rob. But uh, it just shows you he's coming to form at the right time because that uh, Inter Dominion series, it starts in, uh, in about a month, just over a month. Yeah, look how we're looking forward to it. Obviously, uh, being here in Victoria and in Melbourne, we're certainly uh, going to be able to showcase our regional areas uh, uh, at Geelong. Um, obviously, a lot of work's been done down there with the club and uh, Paul Rouse will have everything spot on, of course, at Ballarat and, of course, at Shepparton as well uh, with Ian McDonald and the team. So it's uh, it's going to be really exciting for the regional areas to see these horses competing the heats and then, of course, all roads lead back to uh, Melton for the final. So... Uh, uh, yeah, look, really exciting times for harness racing. And um, Mac Dan, yeah, he certainly put his hand up as a, as a contender. So that was the Devcon Properties Geelong Pacing Cup won by Mac Dan. The Harrah de Trotto McNamara Memorial Trotters Cup was the, the feature for the Square Gators, a Group 3 event, and the favourite and short price favourite, well backed. It was one overall. Last on the inside is Baldica as they make their way off the back at the 400. 28.9 the third quarter and Kuhunan leads looking to do what he did at Tarang and lead all the way. A neck to one overall who's in pursuit. Four metres, hopeful beauty under pressure. Powder kick three wide coming with a challenge. Homonim against the pegs. Nowhere to go for Peaks Luck and Victory Hill. Moving up now, one overall takes it up from Kuhunan, gets a couple of metres clear. One overall, Kuhunan's trying to kick back. They were followed then by Powder kick, but one overall's too good. And second up, one overall. Does everything right and wins the cup by three metres for the Trotters over Kuhal and a metre and a half powder kick. Third, fourth, April Beauty from Peaks Luck. Um, yeah, he sort of put the writing on the wall that he'd come back pretty good, obviously, last week. Um, but, yeah, even I had sort of concerns um, once I got left in the open right from the word go with the leader running along like that. Um, but, yeah, he's, uh, he's a wonderfully talented horse when, he's, when his mind's on the job, so it was great to see him get the job done the way he did tonight. Driver Greg Sugar's there. His wife, Jess Tubbs, is the trainer. And this four-year-old, it showed in the Maryborough Cup, or it, I think it showed he's come back better. Uh, and last night, even franked that again. Uh, he was a $1.65 favourite, well-backed Rob, but he, he won with the authority of a Group 1 horse. 
Yeah, really good win. Uh, look, I spoke to Greg, obviously, on the track last night as well. And, um, you know, he, he sort of indicated that, look, from an ability point of view, the horse has got the capability of really competing at that highest level. It's just his manners that have let him down in the past. But as he said, so far this campaign, both his starts have been full of merit. He was terrific, uh, as you said, in the Maryborough Trotters Cup there behind um, Parisian Artiste, uh, who also has got so much uh, to offer moving forward. And um, one over all who was exposed last Last night, he had good reasons to maybe give up the chase at some stage. They were running along Cooker Lane. I thought it was a great drive by Chris Venosio. He tried to make it a genuine staying test. However, one overall just put uh, pay to him uh, turning for home. It was a mile rate of 2.1.4, 74.6 lead time, 30.9, 30.7. 28.9 and 28.7 so you can just see by those four quarters how much of uh, a genuine run race um, it was and uh, one overall just uh, came away to score. Cooker Lane very brave into second spot. Powder Keg was a nice run into third. Hopeful Beauty fourth ran on. Victory Hill was good um, and look all the ones chasing uh, you know and Peaks, Luck, Hatchback uh, they, they all ran well but uh, you know all honours to the winner he was just outstanding and certainly I'd be following you know the second and third and fourth horses, even the fifth horse, Victory Hill, Hopeful Beauty, Powder Keg, Cooker Lane. They're all going to win very soon. They're all racing in good form. Rob, the Langtrot final was race four on the program and it was fitting that uh, the winner, Rogue Gentleman, the short prize favourite, should be trained and driven by Chris Lang. Lane, Aldebar and Misty's coming after Rogue Gentleman now who leads 7 metres Aldebar and Misty, who's outside the girls got flair, second and third places 29.7 the third quarter, Trixie Nixie fourth, Carnera, despite a gallop at the start, is running on, but it's Rogue Gentleman who's still coming, great guns leads 7 or 8 metres to Aldebar and Misty in second place, they were followed then by Trixie Nixie, but Rogue Gentleman a fantastic performance, leads throughout and the inaugural running of the Lang Trot is won by Chris Lang on Rogue Gentleman, Rogue Gentleman what a brilliant win. Rogue Gentleman breaks the track record just for good measure as well. Four metres. It's a tight thing for second, third and fourth places. Alder he's a very headstrong horse and he's um, got his issues. You know, I hear everyone talking about uh, Majestic Sun and he's done an amazing job as a sire. But I don't think he's a sire for trainers, actually, because uh, they, they do make you work. Made it look pretty easy work there, Rob Chris Lang, Rogue Gentleman. He's only had two starts with Chris, two dominant performances. Yeah, look, uh, as Chris uh, mentioned, trackside, I mean, obviously at the moment, while he's in the lower grades, um, you know, he, he can get away with, I suppose, uh, showing, you know, when I say bad man, it's just he, he was pretty ferocious last night. I've uh, seen this horse pretty much from day one. He's had, you know, a couple of previous trainers as well. I think um, the McNulty's had him and then um, and, and Andy Gath also had him for a while. And even at the trials early days, he just wanted to charge and, and be pretty uncontrollable really at some stages throughout his early uh, career. However, Chris uh, has taken the, the, the care of the horse for about three months and, um, you know, he started off really well. He trialled brilliantly, went to Warrigal, settled really nicely and, and won. But uh, last night, his old, uh, old uh, ferocious uh, trick started to reappear again. Um, you know, he went a mile rate of 2.1.6. Uh, it was run, run back to front really time-wise. Lead time 39.8. First quarter was 28.7. Second quarter 29.9. 
Third quarter, 29-7, and the slowest was the last quarter. It was 31-4, but he had everyone tired chasing him, and uh, he got the job done, and it was a good honour for uh, for Chris, of course, to take out the inaugural Langtrot final. Uh, he had his uh, son, Chris Lang Jr., there to uh, accept and present at the trophy, and Hayley Toolman and Louise Toolman all there uh, representing uh, also uh, the whole uh, crew and um it was good to see him winning this four-year-old. Aldebaran Misty chased hard into second. Trixie Nixie had a little bit of specking at odds, finished third. The eye-catching run was Canera, got into trouble, broke at the start and made up a huge amount of ground. I thought Canera's run for Lance Justice and Michael Bellman was outstanding. He only got beaten eight metres. He came from a long way back and then the girls got flair fifth. But uh, all honours to Rogue Gentlemen and I would say... The second, third and fourth horses are going to win uh, some uh, a race or two uh, very soon. Aldebaran, Misty, Trixie, Nixie and Carnera. They're all going well. I'd be certainly black booking those horses. Rob, the next uh, replay we'll look at was race number eight. It was the final leg of the of the quaddy, but it was Polly put kettle on, did everything right and recorded her first win under trainer Emma Stewart. 28.7 the third quarter. Polly put Kettle on four and a half metres to Ira Poole. Now Kowalski Nellis is out wide on the track, comes with his run, but Polly put Kettle on has raced away and has got eight metres in front and the Kettle's going to be on tonight for Polly put Kettle on at her third start from Miss Stewart. She's going to brain them. Polly put Kettle on beat Kowalski Nellis is eight metres, three metres, Rocket Boy third, similar margin, Vincenzina fourth. She did have the kettle on tonight, but um, yeah, look, she has got a lot of high speed, and you know she may not have that much bottom, but I think with the more racing she has, she she might pick up a bit of that. That was four winners uh, on the night uh, for the Emma Stewart and Mark Pitt combination, and look, it was a it was a dominant performance in a race where Kowalski and Alice are well. Um, a good class of horse resumed and ran well, but uh, Polly put kettle on um, was uh, was dominant in her performance. And when they're coming home in 26-3, or the leader is, they're going to be pretty hard to pass, Rob. Yeah, look, you know, she had, um, you know, form over in South Australia. She's had four Victorian runs, first run for the Emma Stewart stable last night. She actually was uh, quite generous odds for an Emma Stewart trained runner. She ended up paying $5 uh, as a starting price, which you don't see too often these days. And, uh, you know, she went a mile rate of 157.5, lead time 36.5, 30.7, 31.2. And in those two sizzling quarters that you referred to, Danny, 28.7 and home in 26.3. Uh, she's a mere by Courage Under Fire and uh, as you said, topped off uh, a pretty good night for Emma Stewart and Mark Pitt. Kowalski analysis who uh, we did know uh, early, uh, late last year uh, and early, you know, this year where he looked like he was going to be anything. Um, he, he obviously, you know, had some really major issues there. I think uh, Matty Craven there had him uh, under his care for quite a while and he just didn't come back at all, this horse. And um, David Lewis, who uh, owns a horse as well, um, you know, took over the training and obviously has spent a lot of time with his horse to get him back to the track. And look, I thought his run was encouraging. I mean, certainly it's not the same Kowalski analysis that we, we're aware of, but, you know, his performance last night was still solid enough. Uh, he got beaten eight metres, finished second. Rocket Boy tried hard third. Vincenzina, who's been racing in the Mayor's Company, was fourth, uh, had trouble uh, keeping up. So it was all about Polly put Kettle on. Uh, she was impressive and a very good win, 157.5 mile rate. Oh, well, sounds like we should all have tea, <laughs> so the rhyme goes. <laughs> Race one on the card, Rob. We'll, we'll run through some of the other performances. And like Kendi's Butterfly had the right run, but started off punters on a really good note. And it was a good night for punters. She was the $2.20 favourite, trained by Paul Parsons and driven by Jackie Barker in race one.
Yeah, look, I spent a bit of time with Paul last night, uh, just having a chat, and you know he's, uh, you know, had a really good background in the sport. He spent a lot of time with uh, with Robert Casher, who of course had some uh, very good horses uh, back uh, in uh, in the early days, uh, especially around the Mooney Valley years. And you know he spent a bit of time with some different trainers over the journey. He's training three or four horses himself now at uh, Jamie Madruga's property, and it was good to see uh, Kendi's Butterfly winning for him. Uh, she's really come back well, and she's nicely bred. She's by better's delight out of uh, Navia, a sports rider mare, and. You know, I think she's going to be winning some more races. Jackie Barker came down for the one drive and it was good to see uh, her winning, defeating Good Feelings, River Patrol, Silver Domino. But, uh, yeah, good, good on Paul and, you know, he's doing a good job and he'll get some more winners moving forward too. Where's the gold was the uh, first of the quartet of winners for Emma Stewart and, and Mark Pitt and he never really looked in any trouble. No, he did it pretty easy, didn't he? It was a 155 to uh, mile rate for Where's the Gold. He started a $1.45 favourite, and um, as you mentioned, he just uh, jumped to the front. He's a nicely bred horse by Sun Beach somewhere out of uh, Gold Elite, out of a Better's Delight mare, and, you know, he looked a really nice type, um, you know, just looking at the horse after the race, and, um, yeah, look, again, he's got a big future being a three-year-old. Modern Bliss uh, was second, major, major third, our cheeky devil fourth, but none of them were any match for Where's the Gold. He was just too strong to... 28 and 27 won last two quarters. And a number of owners engaged in that horse. Some at Bloodstock, Aaron Bang Racing. Incredible the amount of winners that they get. But also Harness Racing Victoria's Tim O'Connor, a part owner there of this three-year-old. So I think they've got a lot to look forward to with the former Kiwi. Where's the gold? Race three was for the two-year-olds. Wow, Hugo Maguire. He's got some sort of a motor, some sort of ability, Rob. But he's got a few things he's going to need to iron out. Yeah, look, um, you know, John Wilkinson and his uh, crew, I think they paid uh, well over six figures for this horse. He was a, um, you know, a pretty striking type. He, uh, mile rate 157.6, uh, he raced all over the shot. Chris said he's, uh, Chris Alford, uh, you know, talked about how green he was, but... You know, uh, you could see uh, the physical attributes of this horse. He's by Sweet Lou, who's doing a really good job as the sire now. Uh, we're starting to see some of his progeny really emerging. Zanola Starbuck, the mayor, a Christian Cullen mayor, and, um, you know, he he had the physical pre- presence about him. He got pretty warm before the race. He sweated up... Uh, you know, quite quite a bit, and then also throughout the run. But um, despite his greenness and his waywardness, he he was just powerful at the finish. And um, Amara at one fifty seven six. He's uh, last two last three quarters really twenty nine nine, twenty eight five, and twenty eight seven. He did it to a horse off the track, and um, you know he was a very good win. Alana Mickey uh, battled on really well for second. My ultimate Jacko was well rated by Jack Law in front, but uh, they just couldn't go with Hugo Maguire. He's uh, a really good horse, and um, I would imagine he'll be looking at some of these feature races towards uh, the next uh, six to 12 months for sure. Okay, across the race number six in the French-bred interview. He's a big uh, horse. Um, He is a horse that's prone to making mistakes and doing things wrong, but he was on his best behaviour, and when he is, he's a very smart trotter. Oh, he's, uh, he's a magnificent-looking horse, you know. He's by traders, uh, you know. He, Anton, you know, Galino's just taken his time with him and a real credit because you can see, you know, why why he has to have to take time with him. He's just a big, strong horse and he's still got so much to learn. Nathan Jack, you know, spoke so highly about the horse and, I mean, his, his lightly race record speaks for itself. It was a mile rate of 159. 
Uh, he was able to work to the front, uh, 31.3, 30.2, 28.8 and 29.4, mile rate of 159. But, yeah, look, he's heading all the way up to the top. He's still not ready at this stage, but he's working towards it. And, you know, over the next 12 to 18 months, you're going to see the best of this horse for sure. Whiz bang, Dan. He, he started at cricket score odds. Uh, he ran a great race first up for Kari Miles and Zach Phillips. Uh, gave a bit of a sight there uh, in second. Maestro for Brent Lilly and Brent Murphy uh, battled on Welford and Leanne Leanne fourth. But uh, Interview was uh, the winner and a very, very good trotter too. And to the last event on the program, Coco Mia has been a new addition to the Emma Stewart stable. In fact, three of her winners last night have all been in the stable a short while. Two of them were first up and one was only having a third run for the stable. But Coco Mia just, look, found the right race, no doubt, Rob. But she's a filly that looks like she's got quite a few more wins in, in her. Yeah, well done also um, to the track curators here last night, Danny. I mean, they had a lot of rain there uh, over the last 24 hours and that track was on fire last night and um, Coco Mia... Uh, a mile rate of 157.3. Uh, she found the front and just did it easy, didn't she? Former South Australian uh, by Sweet Lou out of Jet Quick, a, a Jet Lark mare. And, you know, Sweet Lou again, siring another winner. Mile rate there was 157.3, 30.9, 30.3, and 28.1. But, uh, yeah, she found the right race, but she got the job done, defeated Shaken Sands, My Justice and Arbit Major, but none of them were uh, any match for the winner, Coco Mia. Rob, we'll go back to Friday night at, at Melton, and this was the second leg of the Mayor's Triple Crown. It was the Angelique Club uh, pace. I reckon they need to add classic or something onto it to make it stand out a little bit more uh, by name-wise. It's got the name Angelique and Angelique Club, but I reckon it should be the Angelique Club classic because the winner is a classic mare. Where it's treachery, ladies in red is up alongside a neck away. But the deafness relief, Doug's babe is ready to strike the two big guns and come through along the Garrard sprint lane. Tough Tilly got to fourth, but is 15 off the front runner. Treachery, 27-7, she went down the back. Treachery, ladies in red won't go away. Doug's babe is sprint laning through. Doug's babe coming at treachery and ladies in red. Great go, ding dong tussle. Ladies in red and Doug's babe, they'll hit it together. Ladies in. Red. Ladies in red has narrowly won from Doug's babe. She got the job done. They ran very fast time. It was the way she lifted late. Uh, you, you know, it was the sign of a horse that just wanted to win. It's the difference between an elite horse and a good horse sitting without cover all the way. And uh, she fought right to the line. And Doug's babe, I think we all thought, wow, this is going to be a huge upset. Um, and she's run the race of her life in second, Rob. Yeah, look, she's um, she's a star, isn't she, ladies in red? She's taken her prize money over eight hundred thousand dollars, and um, you know her, her performance on Saturday night was outstanding. She was uh, she was challenged, and she had to had to produce something special to win. And we've been accustomed to see that in the past, and she really did produce something very special the other night. Couldn't agree more with what you said about the Angelique Club. Uh, I think the Angelique Club pace just doesn't do this race any justice at all. It should be a classic. Uh, 100% Danny, yeah, it's a group three event, again we're trying to showcase uh, the best of the best and you know I think it, uh, it needs a, a little slight uh, alteration to the name uh, it was uh, an amazing performance. We've seen the the Mayor's Classic, uh, the three runs, uh, the three races, uh, the Make Mine Cullen, the Angelique Club, and, of course, uh, then going into the Queen of Pacific. And, you know, she's going to be clearly the horse to beat. Um, an outstanding run. 
Doug's babe, uh, wow, uh, she looked like she was going to cause the biggest ball over of all times. Uh, I, I saw quite a few of the syndicate owners last night at Geelong. They were very excited, uh, and, and rightly so. Um, she's going really well, Doug's babe. Uh, you know, she's probably going to be suited over to 27.60, I would imagine. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how she fares next week. Treachery, great drive by Mark Pitt. He couldn't do any more, just uh, got beaten by a better horse on the night. Tough Tilly, tried her little heart out. Common Curtis in fifth spot also um, ran a nice race uh, and probably, you know, back in the field. There was one horse called Monomere, which, of course, I <laughs> own and bred. She's uh, going very well but not having much luck at the moment. But um, I think if she gets uh, gets into the Queen of Pacific next week, she could be a bolt to the put into the first fours because uh, she's not far off. But it was a mile rate of 153.3 last night, 43.9 lead time on Friday night, 29.2, 29.2, 27.7 and 27.8 home. It was a genuine run race and uh, all honours to uh, an absolute star of our sport, ladies in red. And the third leg of the Elizabeth Clark Mayor's Triple Crown is the Benstad Standard Breads Queen of the Pacific at Group 1 level next week worth $100,000. They step up in distance to the 2760 So that's the top card, which includes the Catanars Jewelers 4-year-old and 5-year-old championship at Group 2 level next Saturday night at Milton, uh, whereas they run at Maryborough today. It's a big week at Maryborough. Saturday, then Friday, Rob, and of course next Sunday is the Redwood Day, but today there's nine races, Maryborough, the first first event at 12.52 and there's a couple of meetings that have changed the venues. Tomorrow night uh, goes from uh, the Mildura to Swan Hill. So Swan Hill race tomorrow night, that's the Mildura meeting and a week later the Cup Eve program was to be at Ararat, is now at Geelong. So a few alterations to the calendar but it is a big week ahead next Friday night of course is the Swan Hill Pacing Cup as well and the Sunday is the Redwood Day. That's the day after after the uh, Queen of the Pacific Derby night. So a lot to look forward to in harness racing. We'll have plenty to look at next Sunday morning on the mile rate, Rob. Yeah, thanks, uh, Dan. Uh, take care uh, and happy harnessing, everyone. It's a big week in harness racing. It'll be a great day at Maryborough today.